welcome into this carrier update. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Donnie Gilbert. Donnie, you know, take a look at the rail today. Yeah. Richard's gonna talk a little bit about rail. We'll start out with it. Yeah, I mean, you what you see is kind of this normal pattern in rail shipping, right? You see an uptick into October, kind of that peak season, a little earlier than what you see in truckload. Falls back a little, then it picks back up into the holiday. <clears throat> yeah, so this is kind of right here. We're at the big peaks. Mm -hmm. Now, this is Thanksgiving. This is our seven-day rolling average. We're, we got the zero day, but Tony, let's go back over here by you. This is December, and that's what we should expect here. So yep. we've seen rail volumes. They've, they've been increasing and increasing and increasing. You talked about yesterday, we had a, we've had a steady flow of, of influx from the ocean shipments coming in. So a lot of those are coming in the West Coast. Uh, there's been some issues with the S, with the West Coast because the Panama Canal and the, and the draft uh, the levels of the water's not allowing the big ships or anything through right now. So you can't just really run them around to the East Coast right now either, unless you want to go around the tip of uh, South America, which is very long and just yeah. time consuming. Yeah, or you're planning on the front end and going through the Suez, right? Yeah. And, Again, it's a, it's a lot longer of a trip yeah, exactly. to go around that way through the Suez and come through Europe. But yes, so... Um, but everybody, it's Christmas time, so they're pushing for those shipments to get here. And then those flow into the rail, a lot of it. And that also flows into trucking. So seeing this pick up here, and a lot of these uh, rail volumes are going to be loads that are 700 miles or longer. Yeah, it's it's where they make sense, right? You don't put something on the rail that's going 250 miles. Like, it just doesn't make sense. One, because the rail's a fixed network, right? It, it can't adjust. Like, yeah, they can't make a right turn in, 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 in Chicago very easy. Yeah. Unless it's already set up there. Exactly. Or a left turn. So some of our major rail lines, LAX to Dallas, LAX to Chicago, LAX to Atlanta, LAX to Harrisburg, mm -hmm. Chicago to Atlanta, vice versa, yeah. Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas to Atlanta. So let's go ahead and look at some seasonality on this, though. <clears throat> kind of see where we're at. So I've kind of zoomed in here on the last few months and, uh, we're this blue line right here. So our rail volumes have actually been above 2019, 2021, and 2022, kind of entangled with it a little bit, but it's running right here above as we go through our seven-day rolling average. We're still above uh, the previous years. You see them kind of sloping down here through the holiday. We're kind of moving up here just a tad. Yeah. The important part to remember, this is total rail volume, right? So it's Loaded and empty, both domestic and international. Yeah. Domestic, loaded and empties, up. International, loaded, up. The only thing that's really lower is international empties. And why is that? Well, they're just transloading things on the West Coast instead of moving it all inland to Chicago and then having to get the empty back. They're just taking the empty right back to the, the ship. Yeah. And so you, are, you do see some of that, but it's not to the levels that it was before where they were just... Let's move it to get it to where it needs to go and deal with the the moving the empty later. Yeah, so <clears throat> this will still transfer eventually on these long hauls mm -hmm. into truckloads for these yep. loaded for these loaded containers. Uh, and if we go uh, <clears throat> to our rates, the reason I like looking at these intermodal rates is because it lets us know that supply and demand for the spot rates mm -hmm. to see how tight their capacity is. <clears throat> we showed you this before. These are just some lanes at LAX, LAX to Atlanta, LAX to Chicago and Dallas. We saw where they dropped their rates to kind of, we told them they're, they're throwing their elbows in there. They're going to fight for some of these volumes. Yeah. They got them. They pushed their rates back up during the peak. 
season for them. And now we've seen the rates come down, but only just a few cents mm-hmm. per lane. So this kind of tells me they're still pretty tight on capacity at, coming out of LAX. Yeah, it's, again, there's only so many rails. There's only so many inter- intermodal marketing companies. They have some power. They've leveraged it. They, Time sensitivity is not an issue. It's not an issue right now. This is why you'll see it continue to decline too, is that we're headed into a time frame that the rail doesn't make sense because it won't make it at this point, right? Like you add that in the, the service requirements, it's a little longer time frame. As you get closer to the holidays, it doesn't make as much sense to go rail versus truck. First quarter, it makes sense again. Yeah. We'll look at some some rates at Chicago. Come next to kind of see how Chicago is because it's one of our main rail hubs. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Donnie. As always, we'll be sure to check in with you again a little later. All right, let's hand it back over to Thomas and Kaylee.